0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Inside Battlefield. My name is Tom, Community Manager for Battlefield, and tomorrow the Season 6 limited time event Dark Protocol starts at 12 UTC. Today we'll chat more with our team about its design and gameplay. The trailer for the event is out right now and available on our YouTube channel. We've also released a blog with an overview of the event and its rewards, and we encourage you to check them out. Now let's go over to my guests for today. With me are Ranak and Martin. Welcome back guys. Thank you very much.
1: Hey Tom, thanks. How's it going? Excited to be here and really excited for the event to go out tomorrow. Yes, looking Same forward here. to it. It's been, a, it's been a while in the making and tomorrow is finally
0: uh, the day of Dark Protocol. Oh, and Kill Switch. And kill Switch, which we will talk about more today. Um, for folks listening who do not know you, could you please start with a quick introduction of who you are and what you do with us? Right,
1: perfect. Uh, hi, I am Ronak, uh, one of the game designers working at DICE. I specifically work in the game modes team. So when we talk about Killswitch, uh, I am the designer that worked on that uh, with Martin, who is next.
2: Yeah, I'm Martin. I'm a design director on 2042, primarily working with maps and modes. So yeah, I was involved in this as well together with Ronak.
0: Awesome. And we've had both of you on the podcast already. And on stream, mm-hmm. so folks may have seen or heard you before. So, as I mentioned earlier, welcome back. Thank you, um, thanks. Are you ready to talk uh, Dark Protocol and yeah. Kill Switch? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, before we do, the reception for Season 6 has been extremely positive, I would say. We've seen a lot of new players, players join us, so for folks who just tuned in, started playing with Season 6, welcome, we hope you're having fun, uh, glad you're listening, But I want to hear from the
2: team as well. How has that positive reception been for us? Uh, Amazing. I mean, we get uh, so much energy uh, from seeing this and yeah, we just get more motivated (laughs) by such a great reception. As a game designer, I love to see
1: numbers going up. Uh, So that one's (laughs) great. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun over the weekend with that. Um, And that also means this is going to be a lot of players' first teamed event and limited time game Mm -hmm. mode. So that's going to be cool to see too. Uh, and i think it's a it's it's a doozy
0: yeah it's a it, it's a cool one to come into i would say For sure. uh, i think we did something very special with season 6 the theme of season 6 and also dark protocol um but let's just uh dive into it martin can you start with a brief overview of the event itself
2: yes so in this event you'll get to see more of what's actually been going on in the uh facility that you've seen in redacted um so the Boreas facility there has been breached and the EOS, uh, Artificial Intelligence, that, that runs the centers, center has um, hacked communication centers around the world. Uh, and in this event, you'll play as the Ascension Company and your mission is to shut down these nodes. Uh, but there's a twist as well. Uh, there's also these uh, forges in, in the maps uh, that produce geists, which are artificial soldiers, synthetic soldiers. Uh, that will um, chase after the enemy team, basically. So they're like a secondary objective to this mode.
0: And they are pretty scary. Yes. And the event runs uh, from one to one? Yeah, October 31st until November 14th. Awesome. And I think worth mentioning as well, um, if you own Battlefield 2042, the event is available to play for everyone. You don't need to purchase a battle pass or anything to join. Um, obviously, in the event itself, new limited time game mode, Kill Switch, which Runnock uh, designed and can talk more about. And we have the, the nice little twist to that game mode as well with Geists. And there are new earnable and store rewards, just like you're used to from previous events. So, if you play the, the themed event game mode, Kill Switch, you can earn ribbons. And with those ribbons, you can earn those rewards. And during the weeks itself, um, the bundles are available on the store as well. So, if that's something you enjoy, go check them out. They're a pretty cool theme this time around. Like the entire theme around Dark Protocol and Season 6 is, is pretty awesome in my uh, my opinion. Very cool theme. So looking forward to seeing that on players as well.
1: Yeah, the Ascension Company cosmetics are they're really unique. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, seeing them have that uh, shared team between the characters when you pull up with a squad that's all looking like they belong to the Ascension Company and you're playing inside Redacted. Mm. Great stuff. What a time. Definitely. Straight out of a
0: movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, Rannoch, you are uh, thrilled to talk about Killswitch,
1: so let's, let's do it. <laughs> I have been. I can't stop talking about Switch. So Killswitch as a game mode, of course, is an objective capture mode. Uh, we play Killswitch on one objective at a time uh, that is active, capturable. Once captured, the game moves to a new objective. Uh, so the rules are pretty simple on that front. The first team to capture five objectives wins. So it's a race against time to be first. Um, The playing field resets, of course, every time you capture an objective and then you have to run over to the next one. We add a few complications uh, while you're playing. The first and most important one, of course, uh, comes in the form of the forge. So the forge is a printing device that is placed in each level uh, that creates a number of synthetic soldiers that we call geists. Uh, And Our twist in the tale, of course, is that the Geists belong to the team that controls the Forge. Mm. So not only are you splitting focus all 12 players on your team, so it's a 12v12 game mode, of course, Uh, you're switching focus between capturing the objective and also holding down the Forge. What happens if you don't hold down the Forge, of course, is pain. (laughs) Uh, You will receive every 15 seconds right now, but of course everything is subject to change, uh, a wave of Geists Uh, who try to locate you, and when they see you, they will hunt you down. Uh, In our design, the geists are somewhat incomplete, uh, as they are. You'll see it visually. Uh, It's coded into how they function as well. Um, And they come at you primarily with melee weapons. So they will shake things up quite a bit. Uh, Like I said earlier, there's only one objective at a time. So the geists have a great uh, synergy with how that works, because they try to crowd the objective, pushing everybody who's in there out. Uh, And if you're already in there, they'll help you secure the space. Um, And that kind of becomes the interplay between the forge and the game objective. Uh, Internally, when we're playing Kill Twitch, we see a lot of people uh, drive straight to the forge uh, and start spawning in geists and then use that uh, to play the next objective. Um, I think that is the summary, the opening summary of this. uh, And I am really excited to see how people... Uh, start using the Geist as a resource and a tool that we haven't really created before uh, to manipulate other players uh, yeah. and how they try to win. I'm uh, <clears throat> personally very curious. <laughs> the first time players
0: see the Geist running at them, what they will think. They'll we'll probably be like, oh, what the hell moment? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> see those synthetic soldiers with knives running at you. Um, pretty scary. Um, yeah, for sure. I think the, I think the best moment is going to be when you don't expect to be executed by one of them. Yeah. because uh yeah they do execute if you're not looking at them they have they play out a full animation so they they use knives only but they are they use powerful.
0: hammers and Hamm- a, a few <laughs> other weapons okay. something to, something to look out for yeah. um okay so you don't want to fall prey to the guys that's the gist of it no okay um and kill switch is as you mentioned played as t- 12 versus 12 across which maps
1: that is correct uh we are going to be playing on spearhead Hourglass redacted and manifest. and manifest. There we go.
0: Awesome. <clears throat> and the, um, the, the objective you mentioned, that, so that's
1: the AOS node? That's correct. That we the call objective. it a node. Um, we call it a node and not a flag also because there is a little difference in how the capture mechanic works. Yep. Uh, because we want players to focus on the forge as their secondary objective, we decided to simplify how the capture works as well. Um, so instead of having a capturing and neutralizing and de-capturing state on the flag, uh, the the AOS node can just be captured by holding majority at the point you start making progress. If you leave the point, you stop making progress, but your progress is retained. Uh, so you can imagine yourself seeing two progress bars, and each team is just trying their best to fill up their progress mm. bar faster, which filled up in 90 seconds. Mm. There are no capture speed multipliers. You have to hold it. For a potentially interrupted ninety seconds, it's fine. You don't lose progress either. Okay. Uh, so that race against time that I was talking about before also fits into how the objective is captured. Yeah. While
0: well, at the meantime, depending on which team you are, you may or may have guys helping you or, or hurting at you, you quite or, a bit, yes. or, or hurting you quite a bit.
2: <laughs> we could mention as well that the guys don't actually contribute to capturing. Absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah. So they are they okay. are they contribute by hopefully killing <laughs> your enemies in the in the capture area. Yeah. Uh, And because the forge is also like a
1: physical object uh, in the world, uh, that means the guys have to find their way to you. And they can enter combat anywhere between the forge and the objective. So you can use them as a tool to stop enemies from getting to the objective, or you can use it to ambush an objective that has been taken by the enemy too. And the forge itself spawns randomly
0: as well, or that's also on a fixed Uh, location? There
1: is a fixed location per map. So there is
0: one forge per layout. So I guess a tip is like, Learn the layout as soon oh, as absolutely. possible
1: because the forge is key to yeah. victory here. I was say control the forge as soon as possible. Okay, awesome.
0: Um, then I would love to talk a little bit about the design, and then afterwards maybe we can talk about the uh, some more tips for playing Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the design process for Dark Protocol and Kill Switch, I guess, Steve. And uh, let's, Martin, start with you. How how did this event come together? It's it's very Halloween themed, mm-hmm. so I think we're we're putting it out at, you know. At the right time?
2: Yeah, so when we saw that uh, season 6 would align with Halloween, we saw it as a great opportunity to explore uh, fear in 2042, and what that would look like, and that uh, took us quickly into artificial intelligence and, you know, the future of warfare, uh, which, of course, led to the design for Redacted being the facility where this kind of <laughs> forbidden research has happened. And, uh, of course, then we wanted to, to feature that in an event, uh, or in the event, uh, to see more of that, and uh, to feature a, Artificial intelligence type enemy, um, so that was really kind of the the high level framework. Uh, but uh, what you do with that—that's uh, where Ronak came in. And I think um,
0: the the narrative themes throughout the entirety of season six are very strong this yeah. time around. Like with the map, um, the mode, kill switch itself. It's also all themed around fear. Mm-hmm. This this hidden facility. I think it works together quite well. Yep. So um, again, I'm actually super excited for the event going live tomorrow, and um, for everybody to just experience it themselves. So then, Ronak, um, you know the the experiment the experimentation we did with other limited time modes. Um, like how did it go for Kill Switch this time around? Because we've learned quite a bit over the past five,
1: four, four seasons that we did other events. Uh, I think we have definitely gotten uh, more and more experimental, I want to say, in especially in our alternate seasons. Yeah. Um, the last one I was here to talk about was Shutdown, which was a yeah. little bit more of an experimental rule set as well. Uh, I think the cool thing about having Martin and uh, also our other creative director, Manuel, uh, on the team is they were very committed to this team of fear. Uh, and we got to play around with a mode that is about that first. So all of our experimentation kind of leaned into that in the beginning, yep. uh, and then we start coming back into, all right, this has to feel perfect for Battlefield as well. So we have to start incorporating Battlefield DNA uh, back into this idea of fear, and we started discussing what that fear could look like in a game where you are playing PvP primarily. Yep, uh, And I think that um, Martin's experience with AI, uh, which I would love to hear him talk about, by the way, mm-hmm. later, um, was, I think, quite a game-changer because we started out with a relatively standard idea of having the Geists just be um, one team on their own. Yep. Uh, so they're just environmental ambient enemies. Um, but as we kept working with it, the Geists I think now are a much cooler idea as in they're a resource that you fight over and one team actually controls them. So think about playing a horde mode where you have control over the horde and I think that's some really exciting stuff. Uh, especially one that changes the playing field so drastically. Yep.
2: Yeah, so I mean, um, it, they're based on uh, the same AI technology that we use for the other bots in the game, but completely different behavior, <clears throat> which I think says a lot about how powerful, I would say, the the, um, the setup of the AI is. There's a lot that can be done by a mere uh, designer like myself, that's not an engineer. Uh, and They're, they're melee-focused, so they're primarily, as we talked about, using different kinds of melee weapons. A uh, bit like fast zombies that's running after you. We actually <laughs> Sorry,
0: s- cut you off for one second. Shout out to all the players. On social, who thought it was going to be zombies? Yeah. It's not zombies. <laughs> it's not zombies. <laughs> it's not zombies. But no. yeah, we we saw a lot of folks guessing, so it was fun to see them. You know, it's been really fun yeah. reading people's speculation
2: yeah. about what it's what it's going to be. Yeah. But we actually started with them wielding firearms. Um, yeah. that's what we thought would be the best thing. But uh, and that could have probably been made to work if we just spent more time on it. But okay. I, but I think what happened was that they kind of blended in too much with the regular players. Mm. Absolutely. So you, you, yeah, it became more interesting when they. Are a very much more distinct type of enemy um, and of course now you need to worry about them primarily when they get close to you or if they're in large numbers so yeah interesting kind of strategies how you have to divide between focusing on players and the geists yeah
0: how, how easy is it to take down one of those guys by the way are they like
1: quite tough or easier now than they used to be <laughs> uh, based on playtest feedback i think um I think we can dedicate like a bit of time to talking about the uh, the iterations that they've gone through, because they started very different. They've been through a lot of different identities, and now they've ended up being what they are and what you see in the trailer. Uh, and I think that's the best for the game. Uh, but it's also interesting to think about where we started uh, with the guys themselves. Like I was very committed to this idea of the guys needs to be um, a sort of futuristic. Solo or maybe like a duo, trio threat, hmm. and I think we were all very interested hmm. in pushing something like that. And they started out with a railgun, uh, so <laughs> they, they started out with a handheld rain go- a gun. And I I loved that thing um, because it makes a sound before it fires. It goes like pew and it's scary as well. Like, yeah, exactly. And like you can anticipate being shot by it. Uh, except it did enough damage that they uh, and they were good enough with aiming. Uh, that they popped you right away. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, like making them slightly less accurate or maybe a little bit easier to kill, kind of took away that threat. Yeah. Because once you hear the the gun loading up and then they fire and then they miss you, it looks quite sad. Uh, it takes away that fear a little bit. It makes them more tangible, more human, uh, in that they're prone to error. Uh, so that was a little less cool. Uh, then I think we jump to. Retaining the idea that it should be firearms like Martin was talking about and we gave them LMGs. Uh, so they did miss more, hmm. but there was like a barrage of fire around you all the time. Yeah, so mm. the bullets that miss still look cool uh, because it looks like there's this thing that's walking after you. They didn't even run at first. So they only walked. It's and It makes it a bit scarier yeah. if they just <laughs> casually walk behind you. Yeah, An it does. Of
0: geists, yeah.
1: It does, but when you put them around players, uh, they start to feel really... Uh, They feel way less scary because we have to think about the PvP element, right? And that's what we really want to focus in on. I think nothing is scarier than the other player. Uh, And I think the fact that we have the ability to allow players to use their intelligence and creativity and how to use the Geists, I think is what's more scary than just the Geists alone. Uh, The interplay and the synergy between the two is, uh, is what I've been having the most fun with. So we got rid of that LMG as well because it was... If it saw you, you died fast enough uh, and it became more and more frustrating over time. And I think uh, something that that we want to incite fear, it means it should be in your visual cone for a little bit longer. Uh, it should be yeah. something that you, once you notice it, it doesn't give away everything. It doesn't give away its whole game plan, uh, but it's also present in your attention uh, to create that sense of tension and fear. Uh, but what what generally happened was that they kind of rounded a corner and they were mowing down your friends. So while they were busy, you could do something else on the side. Uh, and maybe we like, experiment with that to find a firearm-health-movement-speed combo that we think is yep. perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, they they really lost their sense of identity uh, over time. And then they, like Martin was saying, they blend in with the soldiers on the battlefield. Uh, so you can't really use them for tactics. You, yep. you just play with them in the same play space as you, you know? Uh, but then um, this this thing that they have now, the behavior that they have now, I think is, uh, is very interesting because the number of times I've seen like a wave of them come in, like a wave right now is nine Geists, uh, and there will be players who flank around them. So your team is going to be focused on completely backs to the wall, defending against guys who are coming into the objective, and players are ziplining around and they're stealthily sneaking up while you're distracted. I think that sort of game plan is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and because the geists are, uh, like I said, numbers going up, feels great. Uh, you can kind of make more and more waves if you keep controlling the forge, so you divide the attention of the enemy team, you can really catch them off guard uh, and start a snowball for your team. How, how often do they spawn again? Uh, right now it's 15 seconds. Every 15 seconds. Yes. So up, up to 9 or 9 every 15? So 9 every 15 seconds up until they reach the limit. Let's see if players find what the limit of geists uh, in a game is. But at that point, of course, they stop uh, creating more.
2: Yeah, And also, <clears throat> sorry, uh, when when an objective gets captured, we wipe uh, yeah. the geists that are oh, alive. Right. So, so we so kind of reset the playing field. Start building them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the eponymous kill switch. Uh, is actually when... That's the command in the console, that's mm. what that's what we call it, uh, is when um, an objective is taken. Like I was saying before, we want to level the playing field and start the round all over again almost. Uh, so you capture the objective, the node itself kills every single geist in the level around you. So even if the enemy had like a horde of 30, now they have to go back and start creating another one or you can try taking the forge itself. Okay. So any snowball uh, is actually... A minor event on that objective specifically, and then you get to try again the next time. So it becomes a fair game up until one team wins. And I think that's uh that's a lot of fun to see as well, because you get to adapt all the way from the start every um every objective. And as you mentioned, so that's where the name kill switch came from yeah. as well. Okay, that's that's mm. good
0: to know. Um We probably talked about it already, but you know, any other fun or memorable moments throughout the design process leading up to, you know, the release of Dark Protocol? Like, you already mentioned a few, but I'm curious if you have any other, other bits that stand out. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember.
1: Uh, for, I, think, I think, Martin, this one came out of a conversation between me and you, but the moment we, uh, we figured out that they should be melee enemies and they should, like, chase after the player, the first thing that a player is going to try to do is jump off the nav mesh. Uh, the nav mesh is what uh, the uh, any AI in the game uses the pathfind, of course. Okay. So if you jump off the nav mesh or if you're in a place that the geists can't reach, say you're playing McKay or Sundance and you have movement capabilities to kind of get off the path, uh, we decided there absolutely needed to be a way for the guys to deal with you uh, because then you kind of make them look silly uh, when yep. they can't reach you at all. So uh, I think we have a pretty cool tool uh, that we gave them that maybe, Martin, mm-hmm. you want to talk about.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, so if they... Can't reach you if they fail to pathfind uh, to a target. Uh, then they're allowed to throw incendiary grenades at that target. Uh, so it's a, like Ronik said, it's a kind of anti-camping <laughs> behavior from the Geists. You are not safe. No. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's Exactly. That's something to worry about as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So it's about kind of yeah. I think you have to you have to manage the Geists since they're um, dangerous up close. Uh, but there's also a lot of jump scares happening if you run around a corner and you see a horde of them just a few <laughs> meters away. Uh,
0: yeah, That's cool. It's gonna to lead to some very fun gameplay moments. And I'm looking forward to seeing the footage from
1: players as well. So you know, uh, yeah. record some scares and absolutely. Yeah. They have one more tool to deal with vehicles as yeah. well, which hopefully people see more rarely. Mm-hmm. Uh but we have that as well. Exactly.
2: You know. Yeah, they can also use the Karl Gustav uh recall less rifle against vehicles. Um so.
1: That's a rocket launcher to the uninitiated. Right,
2: right. <laughs> and we should yeah, probably add as well that uh, this is uh, primarily an infantry-focused uh, yeah. experience. We have transport vehicles in some maps, but uh, no combat vehicles. Yeah. And yeah.
0: obviously on redacted, no vehicles. No
1: mm-hmm. vehicles at all. Uh, yeah,
2: the,
1: I think the redacted layout is my favorite layout. And I, I think it's with reason that the, uh, that the community is enjoying that map so much as well. Right. It's, uh, it's such a flavor. Uh, and I think Kill Switch, when we play Kill Switch on that map, also has such a flavor to it. Uh, it's uh, it's very exciting. Like I don't notice the lack of vehicles at all. Uh, to me, that infantry focus place basically because is you're very fun. very busy. And it's very chaotic. Like uh, you have yeah. a lot of stuff to do. Absolutely. Um, and the same for Kill Switch. Like you yeah. you will be busy thinking about things more pressing than vehicles uh, in this game mode. Awesome. Then
0: um, we also mentioned some already, but some tips for. Playing Kill Switch, so it's a limited time mode. It's something new that we haven't seen before. So, you know, what are some recommendations you have for players to to look out for to help them claim the victory? I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I can I can start with a couple of them. So Control the Forge, please. Uh, it's very important to know the value of the yep. of the geists, and sometimes it's uh, it is what leads to the comeback uh, in the game. Uh, we have occasionally seen games that snowball and then we occasionally see games that are uh, are very neck and neck and I think it always comes down to who's able to exert more control over the forge. Uh, It's easy to, like we say PTFO all the time and now suddenly we have two objectives uh, and it's easy to get your attention divided uh, a little bit too much uh, between what you can do. So for that reason, kill switch layouts are smaller, they're a little more claustrophobic, uh, but it's important to remember that um, jumping between the objective and the forge uh, is is the way to play okay. um, they exist for a reason so that would be like point number one and sometimes it's okay to let one objective go let the enemy score one point so that you can score a better defensive yep. position um, close to the forge for the next one
2: yeah so <clears throat> related to that I, I imagine we're going to see a lot of players putting down like traps around the forge and like try to do ambushes around them since it's going to be this yep. honeypot basically so yep And
1: uh, and remembering that the timer is 90 seconds and it's okay for the timer to be interrupted, which means even if the enemy is at like almost 90% capture, it's fine. You can still jump in and take uh, your flag or your AOS node, as we call it now, uh, for this game mode. Uh, I think it's also important to keep in mind that the geists themselves... um, they are part of your game plan because they don't contribute to the objective. They don't have a game plan other than just killing the enemy team. Uh, So it can be to your advantage to learn uh, how they move around the level, how they navigate, where they try to go uh, and hide. For example, sometimes when they're running, they will run as a group often. Uh, And it's cool to just be part of the group, run into the objective. And while the enemies are busy, focused on somebody else. You just take them out one by one. it's also helpful when you uh, as a new player maybe you don't have a squad that's preformed mm-hmm. uh, you will see that the Geist can be a fun set of teammates uh, to interact with uh, of course also equally unfun when they belong to the enemy team but hopefully like hopefully in a good way <laughs> a violent set of teammates yes um, absolutely but fun <laughs> very okay. bloodthirsty good um, good KD on, uh, on Geists across our playtests I want to say so watch out for them
0: folks absolutely <laughs> they're coming for you <laughs> Um cool so I think you know that was a nice overview of the event itself a little bit about the design of kill switch where we came from in terms of like themes with dark protocol um some some tips is there anything else you want to mention around dark protocol
1: or kill switch itself let me think about it um hmm listen to their voice lines i think they have cool voice lines the geists uh they have a few weapons and maybe a couple or maybe at least one weapon that has a rare chance of uh, of spawning. I think that's a cool one. I would love to see a video of somebody getting taken out by by that rare weapon. Uh, just to see what the reaction is like. Um excited about that. Uh, the rewards, super cool. Play yep. for ribbons, uh, play with your teammates, play with your squad uh, and uh, yeah, just have fun.
2: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of uh, tactics that emerge uh, yep. around the Geist's uh, yeah, This is obviously something very different, so um, it'll be super interesting to see how players respond to it. Uh, yep. if players want more like this, um, yeah, and like it, it feels like it's like you said before, it's really much more of a story that we're telling in this season. So it's going to be yep. interesting to see how players kind of piece together things and think about how how Kill Switch fits into the overall narrative.
0: Awesome, um.
2: You already mentioned the rewards, so
0: folks, just keep keeping out. For those, there's different gameplay rewards for week one and week two. So if you want to uh, get all of them just by playing, earning them through gameplay, just make sure to, to check back every week. Um, I brought some cookies
2: for today as well. Let's go. Cool. Let's go. Let's continue the tradition.
0: <laughs> These are actually uh, prepared yesterday already. If I can open the bag. Uh, homemade cookies riveting content they're not homemade Mm -hmm. but they are some of my personal favorites I actually don't know what they are so wait (laughs) which one do I pick they're different but they all taste they all
1: taste the same okay alright I'll take this one then you picked a heart oh yeah it is it is a heart shape
0: thank you so I guess these are I think for me I grew up with these as kind of Christmas Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. So chocolate layer. Is it ginger spice ish on the inside? Yeah. I think most folks probably know this as Christmas cookies. I don't know what they're called.
2: But um I should probably still away from Mike a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to lean lean away. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it does have those Christmassy spices. Indeed. Mm. Mine is star shaped, also feels Christmassy. Well, we're good,
0: like <laughs> we, did, we, did, we did have some comments. Like, some people like Cookie of the Week, other people tune out when we start eating. They're like, Come on, <laughs> you know. So, so, sorry, folks. Um, mute us for a bit before we're back and close on the episode,
1: yeah. Or think about um, questions to ask that we can eventually answer maybe on a different forum.
0: We are also live streaming soon, um, tomorrow. Actually, by the time you listen to this. Yes. And <laughs> it's actually all of us again. So if you heard us talk about this, you'll see us talk about it um, yeah. t- tomorrow by the time you listen to us. yeah. Last so if time... you have some questions, uh, send them in to us, you know, and maybe we can answer them in the
1: live stream. Yeah, Last time we had some uh, some players who managed to join our server uh, while we were live yeah. streaming. And they were great. It was a good time. It was myself on stream, Rachel, and me. who was playing. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm mm-hmm. But no guests This time there's going to be guests on No stream. Geist.
2: This time it will be a bit scarier. Yep. How do we rate the cookie? Seven out of ten for me. It's a good one. Like it.
1: Yeah, I I rated uh three and a half geist heads out of uh, out <laughs> of a total of five. Out of five. Okay. I'm gonna give it a, an eight and a half. I think this is one biased. of my
0: favorites. Completely biased review. Yeah. yeah. Damn Just it. Because I took them. Um so folks, that's all we have for you today. Renok and Martin thank you for joining me again it was fun to talk uh, Killswitch Dark Protocol even more fun to eat some cookies um, folks please join us tomorrow for the live stream if you have any questions let us know we'll we'll try to answer them um, any final shout-outs from you Renok Martin for the players anything you want to say? no nothing more uh, <laughs> <just> to <see> add he's <laughs> so satisfied with his cookie. Yeah. <laughs> just go play the event check yeah. it out tomorrow on the live. okay cool uh Folks, thank you for joining. We'll be back with more podcast episodes. But in the meantime, get in touch with us at hashtag Inside Battlefield on socials or podcast at battlefield.com. So if you have those questions, send them in. And from all of us here at our Battlefield studios, stay classy and PTFO.
1: See you on the battlefield.
0: See ya. Bye. <laughs>